Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Um, I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. And we're glad to be back with you. Uh, we got another great study tonight. Of course, every one of them is great because it comes out of God's Word. Amen. We try to uh, just talk about the word here and so we invite you along we're we're glad you're here we're glad you're listening to us um we're going to be looking at first corinthians 13 if you want to follow along we're going to probably be reading from there here in a bit um but uh the title is where are you and so we're going to be talking about that um david had a great lesson about it on sunday speaking of that if you're going to be in the area come and worship with us we're in blackfoot idaho Southeastern Idaho, we're two and a half hours north of Salt Lake City. Um, worship service on Sunday is 10, uh, see, classes at 10 a.m., worship services at 11. And uh, we have a Bible study at 7.30 on Wednesday evening, 370 North Schilling, Blackfoot, Idaho. Um, and we're on the way to Yellowstone. So if you're going to Yellowstone, like I said last week, Y'all are disappointing us. We haven't had very many visitors. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Maybe it's because I've been inviting you. I'm not sure, but <laughs> uh, but uh, you're scaring everyone off. We're yeah? on the way to Yellowstone, and um, we'd love to have you worship with us. Um, if you're passing through, there's an RV, uh, a city RV park right here that you can just pull through, plug in, turn on the air conditioning, which we need this time oh, of year. Oh man, it's been a hot one out there. Uh, I'm sure. Everyone's been suffering from that across the country, sounds like. So, uh, But anyways, that's beside the point. Um, if you hear something that you have a question on that we study, we'd love to um, discuss. Um, if you feel like we said something in error, we'd love to talk about it and study with you. We, you'd be our friend to, to point it out to us. Um, the email to get a hold of us, the best way to get a hold of us is the email truthinagapelove at gmail.com. That email is in the link of this uh, podcast, so you can you can find it there. Um, and so we'd love to hear from you. If you got any questions, you you know, it's so easy to do a Bible study nowadays with the, with the Zoom or uh, video chat or FaceTime or phone call. That's right. We, we, we'd, we'd love to, to get with you and have a discussion. Uh, we love to, to study God's Word, and, and uh, we'd love to do that with you. Anything else, Dave? Uh, if you guys are interested in singing, every last Wednesday of the month we actually have a singing night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, something different just to come out and sing praises to God. That's yeah. It, it's always encouraging and uplifting. Yeah. So if that's something that you're interested in, swing by. Yeah. That's actually going to be tonight, but yeah. by the time you hear this, maybe too late. <laughs> it would probably month. be too late. Yeah. But next month. So, uh, but yeah, that's only the only thing okay. I can think of. Yeah, great. Okay, with that, we'll go ahead and jump right in. Where are you? Where David? are you? So that was So last week we talked about practice makes perfect, right? As mm-hmm. as a Christian, you know, you don't just get baptized and then wake up and you're perfect. You know, you you walk perfectly, that doesn't happen. You got to practice it. You know, you got to keep working on it. So this is kind of along the same lines of practice makes perfect, but asking yourself, if you're willing to ask yourself, where are you? You know, where are you on your Christian walk? 
you know, one thing that we're going to be focusing on this evening is looking at love. You know, we're we're commanded to have love for one another. Oh yeah. And but before we can really dig into love, we have to find out what that actually means. What does it mean to love? Love the way God commands us to love. That's important. And that's where 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 plays a key part. Uh, Chad, are you there? Yeah, sure. Do you want to read that for us? Yeah, let's see. 4 through 7? Yes. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Um, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Okay. So this is the list of what love is and the love that we are called to have for one another. Now... This is where the question is, where are you at with this list? Where are you with this? Because when you look at this list, this is a very in-depth list of what love is. Mm-hmm. And you know what? This isn't something that you master overnight. This is this is something that, that takes a lifetime to master. It's it's a continual practicing in, in trying to perfect yourself to show this kind of love for one another. You know, and and one thing I like this uh, does not like this is kind of a checklist. You know, you make a list right. of things you need to work on or whatever. Um, does not rejoice in iniquities. You know, what does that mean? Well, right. that means you're not when something bad happens to somebody, you're not jumping up and down. Yeah. Have we ever done that? Yeah. 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 And 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 we ought not to. You know that. That's not part of uh, being a, a good Christian, um, w- no matter who it is. You know, we shouldn't uh, st- stomp on people's um, uh, misfortunes. You know, yeah. And it's tough. Like sometimes, maybe you think they deserve it. The thing is, we're not to celebrate that. That's right. You know, and you know, I, I think of as you bring this out. I think of something along the lines of, let's say, uh, you watch somebody. Cut a person off. Oh yeah, road rage thing. And then you you see that person go and <laughs> and flip them off, and mm-hmm. you know, and you laugh at it. Mm-hmm. That's or they pass you and they get pulled over and get a speeding ticket. Right. You know. Yeah. None of us have. <laughs> I mean, I think probably all of us are guilty of rejoicing in something like that. Right. Um, but it's still an iniquity for that person. You yeah. Know, and especially to our brethren, you know. That's right. How we treat our brethren. That should not give us any joy when a brother is suffering, you know. That absolutely right. You know, a brother or sister, you know. Yeah, and that's why you know, but rejoices in the truth. Yeah. You know, and uh, none yeah. of that stuff matters. You you know, you should be there to comfort them in those That's times. right. And and having this kind of love for your brethren again mm-hmm. does not come overnight, you know. I think of part of, you know, Jesus' instruction for us is love our enemies. Is that easy? Yeah. Not even a little. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, I mean, imagine going and helping your enemy out. And pray for those who spitefully use you. Yeah. You know, that's not easy. Do we like to be used? No. no not at all. And then to see your enemy spitefully using you. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing it because they know you're a Christian, you know, and it's like... Mm-hmm. But you know what? You you bear with them and you pray for them. And yeah. 
the beautiful thing behind that passage, though, is when you do pray for them, you begin to not just forgive them, but try to see that from their point of view. And you actually, you begin to show kindness towards them. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't, sh- uh, what, what's the words I'm thinking of? You don't hold in that hatred towards them. Yeah. You know, you, you let it go. Yeah. And so, amazing thing happened when you praise to God. Well, and, and like Seven explains that, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. That's right. That covers a lot. It there. does. And, uh, you know, we it's something to be to, for us to seek after. Yeah. And so this evening, we're going to actually be talking about this list, but kind of going through them. Um, there's five points. I don't even know if we're going to get through them. But we, we didn't hit every one of these points, like what you were bringing out, uh, rejoicing in iniquities. Mm-hmm. I didn't bring that one out. Yeah. You know, and so... There's still so much more oh, that we could talk about there's in this list. Here, yeah. So, if we don't get to the one you're thinking of, meditate on it and let's talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. send us an email. Let's talk about it. Yeah. But so the question is: Is where are you when it comes to suffering long and this kind? Now, I I put these two together: suffering long and kind, because it brings out a whole other meaning when you put it together. You know, as we see in Philippians 2.14, it says, Do all things without complaining and disputing. So, you can be long-suffering with somebody while complaining and disputing about it. You know, or, or murmuring about it. So, <laughs> being long-suffering and kind, it's a whole other meaning behind it. You know, like, Chad, let's say you keep, I don't know, keep offending me and I just... I guess I'll be long-suffering with them. (laughs) That's not what is being talked about here. It's talking about being kind while being long-suffering. Well, and I think there's a lot to this complaining thing, you know? Yeah. Do we hear ourselves sometimes, you know, we complain a lot sometimes. And I got to, you know, I got to shut myself off sometimes. And I'm like, I got to stop doing this. Yeah. (laughs) I got to stop just complaining about it. Yeah, and it's not something that... Again, it's not something that happens overnight. That's why I'm asking, where are you when it comes to this? Mm-hmm. You know, I had a I had a boss. When I first started construction, mm-hmm. I knew nothing, right? Mm-hmm. As you do when you start something new. Now, I had to wear a hard hat that was different than everyone else's. Yeah. Everyone had a white hard hat. I had to wear a red one. Red, so everyone for like a mile can see that <laughs> I'm a new guy, right? <laughs> Hey, and I'm so, the new guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, everyone knew. Oh, yeah. Because that's what they did with the new people. But so, you know, as I would go out, I messed up a lot. And they were long-suffering with me. I wasn't getting in trouble for it because they were being long-suffering. Like, you know, I wasn't being punished because they're like, okay, you're a new guy. But my boss told me all the time that I was an idiot, you know. Mm-hmm. He did not hesitate to point out that I was an idiot because I didn't know, you know, X, Y, Z or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he was long-suffering, but he was rude. But he still made <laughs> he sure you knew. He was not kind about being long-suffering. He still made sure he you knew that you weren't worth nothing. Right. You know, I was not worth the paycheck that they were giving me. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, but they hung on to me. They were long-suffering, hoping that I would come around, mm-hmm. which eventually I did. But, you know, so they're, like I said... 
there is being long suffering while being while complaining about it while murmuring about it or there's being long suffering well, while being kind it just i think this applies to a lot of things in our life and how we treat people because um i went through the drive through this was last week um and they told me to pull forward and wait for my food so i'm like okay you know no big deal so i pull up well three cars later that come past me that got their food <laughs> yeah and 15 minutes later I'm like, I, I, I got to go in. The, what, what, what's going on? You know? So I walk in the door, and I was like, hey, remember me? <laughs> and the gal's like, what? And I had my receipt. I had gotten my drink and my receipt. That's it. And I was like, I'm waiting for my food, in the, and it doesn't seem like, you know, you've... The, the, Maybe you forgot about me yeah, or something. Yeah, and so she looked, sure enough, it didn't exist. And she was so apologetic. And I have two choices at that point. I can be rude to her, <laughs> or I can understand that it's hard to find good help these days. <laughs> yeah. And the gal that's, that helped me at the counter is washing trays. And I'm like, well, I guess she didn't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, um, but, but in that instance, the first instinct you want to be is mad and like, but right. is it, is it going to do any good? No. No. And I've had to learn this, okay? I've been rude to people before. Yeah. But I understand more now in my older age how difficult it is to to run an operation like that, you know? Yeah. And 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 hire new people all the time and train them like you're saying. You didn't know what you were doing, you know? Right. But we got to work through, okay? Hopefully, this was a learning lesson for that person. Right. Oh, I forgot someone. I should try not to do that again. You know, whatever. And they can get better. But... Uh, part of being a Christian is treating people decent no matter whether you have a right to be upset or not. And I'm not trying to brag on myself. I just having... And this was the week that I was doing... Running the till and <laughs> stuff at my store. Because <laughs> I was filling in for a guy. And I'm so I was very compassionate for this lady that was in charge because I had to deal with the same thing you know, where I was coming from. So I'm not like trying to brag on myself here. I'm just saying sometimes we have to put that anger away and still treat people decent like he says suffers long you know yeah um you know just still still try even though you have a right to be upset you still have to try to um treat people decent yeah me and my wife came up with a saying and i think you know it okay maybe they had to pee well so yeah it, it actually started because of road rage right and somebody would cut us off. And my yeah. wife, out of nowhere, she's like, well, maybe they have That's to pee. That's the worst, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. But what our goal was is to try to apply that, like, give people slack. Like, maybe something's going on in their life. Yeah. Because it, to go back to your scenario, mm-hmm. it wouldn't do any good. No, it doesn't. It would just cause more problems, you no, know? and. And the gal, she was very apologetic, and she, yeah, she actually maybe gave she's me, already flustered, you yeah, know. And she gave me a, a free meal entree, you know, like that's ticket. That's nice. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, thank you. She's like, please come back, please, you know. Like, she, I was like, oh, you're, you're don't worry. I, I like <laughs> the food here. There's not many places in in Blackfoot. Yeah, and I like the food here, so I will be back. And thank you for this, but, uh, you know, we have choice, and and we have to. That's right. We have to try to act like a Christian, seriously. Yeah. And, you know, and you made. The comment of your dad um, when they were at Walmart and your brother. Oh, yeah. And they, they weren't yeah. upset at all. And the gal immediately was like, well, you must be Christians, you know? Um, and that's a great compliment. 
It is. Because you you know, there's a lot of people that just they're just angry, you know, and it doesn't do any good. And and they um throw fits and, and does the fit get anything faster? No. Or start huffing, you know, and Yeah. It's like come on. And so uh anyways. Sorry, I, I'm gonna be on a soapbox or nothing here, but <laughs> and and I'm certainly probably gonna mess up, you know. I try not to, but we got to think about it when we're out in public and dealing with other people. Cause it's you, a daily struggle. Yeah, you never know, and and like you said, triggers those trigger things. We've talked about this before, yes. as far as anger. Sometimes you can go from having the best day, boom, all of a sudden, like you said, some guy cuts you off or whatever, and you're angry. Yeah, as can be, just like red face angry, you know. Yeah. Or like your kid can just change it too. Like they, <laughs> yeah. they hit your hot buttons, and you're like, you should know better. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that's just it. Like that. That's what he's talking about. That's right here. And and so seek to be kind with them. You know, all while long suffering. Like Chad, you had no choice but to be long suffering with them. Or you could just go without your food, right? You didn't have a choice. you got to be long-suffering with I them. probably would have sat in the truck out there for a pretty long time <laughs> if I hadn't gone yeah. in and asked somebody. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you didn't have a choice but to be long-suffering there. Mm-mm. But you did have a choice to be kind. Well, and, and it, it was frustrating because I was in a hurry. That's why I went through That's the right. drive through you know? Yeah. Um, so... If I had time, I would have went in and sat down kinda, and eaten in the beats, nice air conditioning. Yeah, <laughs> kind of beats the purpose of fast food, right? Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying. Even though it, it was a bad situation, you still need to be decent about it. Yeah. Try to be understanding. And and that's that takes practice, you know. Mm, it but does. That's, that's what I love about my wife. She's the one that made, came up with, maybe mm-hmm. they have to pee. And yeah. So we actually, we say that for every scenario. Oh, so sure. like what you were saying, Chad, how yeah. Yeah. I would have told myself, well, maybe she had to pee. <laughs> yeah. But to me, I already know that it's like, try to understand. Yeah. You know. Exactly. It, stuff happens, you know, and it's, she's not happy about it, just like you're not happy about it. So let's not. Even if it is a a young person that's their first job and they don't want to be there, yeah, still can't let that get to you. Kid. Yeah, but you know, and that's the that's well, and, the hard part, though. And, and that's and, what he says: do all things without complaining and disputing. That's right. What does he mean by all things there? Yeah, it's everything, isn't it? It is. I mean, it don't matter whether you're doing dealing with a Christian or not. Yeah. Do all things without complaining and disputing. And that's, you know, when you... Because if, if you start complaining, aren't you apt to say something that you shouldn't? Yeah. Sometimes. But and, then how do you... Have you ever been around somebody that just constantly complains? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't want to be around them. No, you don't want to be around that person. And, you know, as a Christian, you're supposed to be the light. But, you know, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be happy-go-lucky all the time. And not, yeah. not because that's always the case you know we well, all struggle but we're trying to um how can i put it trying to see the better side of things yeah you know trying to be understanding mm-hmm. and you know what when you're nice and you make someone else's day <laughs> it makes you feel better doesn't yeah, and, it? and there was a gal there that was trying to get her stuff too i as i remember more now um i think she was kind of looking at me like wow i can't believe you're not like more <laughs> mad you know um like 
how hard is it to flip a burger? <laughs> I, yeah, and I think I, I told her, well, it's hard to find good help these days, you know. And it, it, it seems to be the case. You would know, you know, you're a yeah, boss. Yeah, and, and so, but I'm not going to fly off the handle because he warns right here in Philippians 2.15 that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. That's right. And that's exactly what we're talking about. Yes. Like, we can't be that person that's throwing stuff across the restaurant because they're mad because you got my order wrong. Uh, whatever. You know, I'm just... <laughs> I said no onions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, like, we have to be a light. We, we have to be blameless. We don't want to, to, to be pushed into doing something that we shouldn't, you know, causing ourselves to sin, you know, whatever. Yeah. Because we are trying to be... Uh, uh, um, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Yeah. And we're trying to be, uh, we are sh- shine as lights in the world. That's what we're trying to do. That's right. And so it's everything that you deal with. We have to try to be as good example as we can. And that's not easy. Yeah. You know, there's a joke along this line. This cop was following this car, and on the back of the car had this bumper sticker, you know, I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. And then he seen through the back window, they were flipping everyone off. They were, you know, road rage and all this stuff. And the cop pulled him over, and he's like, well, I just assumed you stole the car because you're not (laughs) acting like a Christian. (laughs) It's true, man. Yeah. You never know who's watching you. You don't. You know, and... You never know what kind of influence you have on someone else. Mm-hmm. and But that goes for both good and bad. Yeah. You know, just like that scenario with the guy, you know, flipping everyone off and yeah. having a hissy fit in the car. You make a bad impression. Or, like you said, you know, you could just be patient. And yeah. everyone's like, why are you so patient? It's like... What We're kind of commanded do? to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. It, and, and life's a lot better if you just kind of... Yeah. Tr- Take it as it is, you know, and and try not to get too upset about things. Is it easy? No. I one of my least favorite things to do is stand in line somewhere, you know, yeah. or or be in traffic. You know, it's it's very frustrating, but it's out of our control. Getting mad is not going to change the situation. <laughs> yeah, and we still have to maintain ourselves as a Christian. We have to That's represent right. represent ourselves as a Christian and um, be civil. Be you know, That's and, right. and you never know what's going to pay off. You know, we talked about that um, before we started tonight is um, the way we act and the way we represent ourselves. You never know that that contact you have with someone when it's going to pay off when they know, hey, that guy's different. Yes. I need to go see what what makes him so happy. Yeah. You know, and and that's why we do it is to be different, be a light in the world. And and we are shining. Let's not forget what we're doing. We're shining Christ light. Yeah, it's not our light. It's Christ light. Mm-hmm. You don't want to make Christ look bad. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Christ was. He gave everything. Mm-hmm. He sacrificed everything. And well, and, and to misrepresent him, that's you don't want to. You don't want to face him on Judgment Day with that. Yeah, and um, where does he say imitate me? Do you think Christ... First be, Corinthians. Yeah, okay, so picture this, and we say this. We probably don't say this enough, Dave. What would Jesus do? Okay, right. so Jesus is in the drive-thru. He goes through, <laughs> doesn't get his food. What's Jesus going to do? Is, is he, he going to go inside and flip out on him? Right. Uh, Throw uh, their drink at him? 
Yeah. No. And so, you know, if you use that application in every instance, you know, um, Jesus isn't going to fly up and get in front of him and brake check him, right? Right. You know, in a in a car in a road rage thing. No, Jesus didn't brake check anyone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't just because he didn't have a car. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just I'm just using some examples that we can relate to. That's right. And if we just ask ourselves, hey, would Jesus be doing this? Because guess what? He's with you. Yeah. Okay? He's watching you. But I would recommend to you study Christ yeah. before you ask that question. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, the passage you brought out, 1 Corinthians 11, 1, Paul is speaking. He says, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. Yeah. There, he's telling us to imitate him because he imitates Christ. Yeah. You know, and and that's, what would Jesus do? Yeah. You know? In everything. And ask yourself, would, would Christ be getting upset over this? No. You know, and because when you, when you actually take a step back, a lot of times you're like, man, that was, I got upset for nothing. Like, that was meaningless. Mm-hmm. You know? Who cares? Yeah. And I I think sometimes I forget how I was when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, I see my girls getting upset over something. I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah. It, you know, and it's like, but we do the same thing. You know, that just because they're kids and it's easy to point out, we do the same thing. Yeah. You know, we get upset because somebody cut us off. Who cares? Yeah. Clearly, they had to go somewhere. <laughs> Well, and just let them go. Don't get in an accident because and you're we mad can't, at them. We can't bring ourselves down to their level, okay? Yeah. And I'm not saying well, we, put that's a good point. we put ourselves on a pedestal, um, but when we when we bring ourselves to the same level as them, and what I mean is by acting the same way they do, returning evil for evil or whatever you want to call it, we bring ourselves down to the a lower level than what we should be at. We do, and uh, and we're. Folks, we're all guilty of it. Okay, I'm. I'm not saying that Dave, you here, you and I are here are perfect. Because uh, <laughs> trust me, I'm, I would laugh in your face if you actually said that. Yeah, and and so um, this is all instruction for us that we have to keep reminding ourselves um, and working on every day, every hour yeah. to 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 do better at. You know. In fact, a lot of this lesson I was preaching to myself. Oh, yeah, you know, and absolutely. It's like, uh, I, I love the song your dad led right yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Each verse, the, the first verse, essentially he's saying, all of self, none of thee, mm-hmm. talking, to, talking to God. All of self, none of thee. The second verse was uh, some of self and some of thee. And then the, less, the third verse was less of self, more of thee. Mm-hmm. And then the last verse was none of self, all of thee. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as the song goes on, he's, he's describing what Christ has done for us, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, the more you learn about Christ, the more you're willing to give yourself for Him and empty yourself and fill yourself with Christ. And that's the point of the song, but that tied in beautifully to my lesson, you know. But sometimes I feel like I'm teetering between, you know, the second and third verse, and then on my good days, it's like, yeah, I'm... I'm hitting that fourth verse, you know. Yeah. I'm hitting the fourth verse, and you feel mm-hmm. good. And then, next thing you know, you're yeah. you're down in the second or third verse, and it's like, yeah, it, it, like we saying, it it's a daily struggle. It is, you know. And like the next point, where are you at when it comes to being puffed up? Yeah, man, it's easy to get puffed up. Oh yeah, you know. And 
especially as a, a preacher, when when you're dealing with people always coming to you and, and asking you questions, you know how easy it is to get puffed up for that? Mm-hmm. You know, because everyone's coming to you. I, I kind of think of the scribes and Pharisees because no one had uh, a Bible that they can turn to. Mm-hmm. So if they needed spiritual advice, the only way that they could get it is go to the scribes and Pharisees. And so the scribes and Pharisees put themselves on this pedestal, right? But we can do the same thing. When people keep coming to us and asking us questions, like, Chad, you're the boss, but you are very good at welding, right? And so people are going to come to you and ask questions about welding. Mm -hmm. Well, you can get kind of puffed up about that. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm the man, you know? (laughs) Or whatever. Not well, saying you do. I'm just saying it's easy to get puffed up in what we do. Well, and even sometimes I joke about that. I'm like, oh, good thing right. I'm here, you know. And, <laughs> and I hope I'm not taking the wrong way, but I need to be careful of that, you know. Yeah. Um. You and you and your business partner. Yeah. We, you guys joke around. We tease but, each other all the time. But you know each other, you know. And, yeah. And that's different. Yeah. But, you know, from time to time, especially as a man, Chad, we have pride. You well, know, and pride can really play a part into this getting yourself puffed up oh yeah it can and i've seen um business owners in in my career uh there's one distinct one that um when he he took over a business and it was about two years into it he was bragging to me that he could do whatever he wanted you know and he's like yeah i can sit out in the truck here all day and it doesn't matter and blah 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 you know and i'm like in my mind i was like you're not gonna make it that's what I was thinking. Right. I'm like, you're not yeah. going to make it. If if you have that attitude where... And, and I think we, we've seen it in so many instances, whether it's an athlete. If they start bragging about their talents and their ability... Someone's going to come along and knock them down. Oh, yeah. And and um, guess what? Every, almost every one of that guy's employees work for me now. <laughs> and, <laughs> and have for the last 15 years. Oh, and, wow. And, um, and so... And he's gone. He went bankrupt and... He's in. He lives in Oregon. He's still now. in his truck. <laughs> yeah, he's in his truck. But he's a, he's in Oregon, and 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 so um, getting overconfident and too full yeah. of yourself, just because you're in whatever position, and it could be anything. Yeah. Um, boy, be careful. You know, we should never have the attitude that, you know, we got it made, or work, or get comfortable. We yeah. can't get comfortable. Um, we have to be holding fast. Uh, this Philippians 2, the verse 16 now, says, Hold fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. You know, and he's, you know, basically saying we have to hold fast because guess what? What's what's the most important thing? What's the only thing that matters? And we've talked a lot about laboring in vain. Yes. Oh, how sad. Absolutely. If we labor in vain, I mean, none and of us dedicating your life to it, and yeah, for and, nothing. Yeah, and so you know, we we have to make sure we call. If we call ourselves Christians, we're not laboring in vain and do, and and not doing what we're supposed to do, and and making ourselves disqualified. Yeah, you know, we 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 can't have that happen. That's how important this is. It, we have to be doing these things in order to not be laboring in vain. Otherwise, we just all go do whatever we want the rest of our life. You know why? Yeah. Why waste any time being a Christian if if you're not going to do it the way God commands? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know that's the scary thing, and it, this is something that Satan has t- 
twisted the hearts of, of so many because people think that there's many roads leading to heaven. Mm-hmm. The Bible only says there's one. Yeah. You know, and but on top of only one road, it's narrow and difficult. Matthew seven fourteen. Mm-hmm. But few there be that find it. Mm-hmm. You know, and <clears throat> the broad and large way is the way that leads to eternal damnation. Mm-hmm. And many there be that find it. Mm-hmm. And so if anyone tells you anything different than that, can you imagine dedicating your life to what you think is Christ and doing everything according to what that that church is doing and doing it in vain? You know, mm-hmm. giving your your funds, you know, as we're commanded to give back, it's a command. But can you imagine giving all of your funds? And I've... I've heard people, um, and you shouldn't do this, again, getting puffed up since we're on that subject. Sure. I've had somebody tell me, yeah, I give the most at this church. Yeah. And I'm like, he was, I think he was saying something like 400 a, a, a week. I'm like, mm-hmm. there's no way I could afford well, that. I, but I'm like, you know, you, you're bragging about it, but you're getting puffed up about it. Yeah. And so it's almost like he's earning his way to heaven, but yeah. he's doing it all in vain. So all the money that he has given all the which on the flip side of it has sacrifice on your side, right? Yeah. Because your sacrifice you could you could spend it on yourself, but you're not. And you know, can you imagine being sincere about it and and Making all these sacrifices, but then not just that, all of the sacrifices in your life, changing your life to fit the the narrative of what they're telling you, you know, and doing it for nothing. Mm-hmm. Giving up the pleasures of this life for nothing. Yeah. And you're right. We've talked about this quite, a, yeah. <laughs> quite extensively. Well, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's tough because um, we have to, we just have to be careful, you know. Yeah. And, and a lot of sometimes it, I I've I've helped with the um, treasury, you know, um, fr- collection and that. Right. And I don't even uh, I try to just write the numbers down and not w- worry about any of it because not look who I don't want to know like yeah. who's just write the check number down and the amount and move on. Yeah. You know, stamp the back. You're done. Yep. And 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 um, because. You you can't rate any of that, you know, and we we talked about the, uh, oh, what's the one who gave all the the, the widow the widow with the two mites yeah two mites and yeah. was it uh there was the the rich people are given a lot yeah they're given a lot and they didn't they say something about her or something I can't remember the exactly no it was it was Christ. Mentioning to his disciples that she gave all, even though it was like yeah. basically nothing, because all these rich people were giving out of their abundance. Yeah, but she gave all that she had, so she, she gave more than anyone yeah, else. She gave everything she had, and yeah, and so you know, leave that up to that person and God. That's right, and um, you know, so we 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 can't let that be a deciding factor in anything, or or boast about it. That's the worst part. Yeah, <laughs> and I wasn't I wasn't trying to make. Uh, make this about giving. It was just an example, you know, yeah. one yep. area that we can just boast in mm-hmm. and, and puff ourselves up. Oh, in, sure. You know, and 
Well, some people are really proud about that. Yeah. And and we we talked about pride. Yeah. <laughs> pride. Go find it. It's in one of our our episodes. First, yeah. But we're First uh, Peter five. Okay. Five through seven. Yeah, First Peter five five through seven. It says, "Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another, and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon Him, for He cares for you." And so, but notice, God resists the proud. So if you are Puffing yourself up about something, God resists you. Mm-hmm. You know, and but to tie this back into love, according to First Corinthians thirteen, you can puff yourself up about love too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I'm so loving. I'm so kind. And look at me. I think of the the tax collector and sinner that bow before God. The Pharisee sits there and. I thank God I'm not like this tax collector and heathen <laughs> over here. You know, I tithe, I, you know, and I, I fast twice a week and I tithe and I do all this. And he's like essentially saying, God, look at how much, how <laughs> you're blessed to have me as your servant, essentially. Well, and I, I love how, you know, this First Peter 5 that you brought up. Um, you know, he, he explains why. Be sober, be vigilant. This is verse 8. Yes. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. And that's encouraging. We're all, we experience all the same things. That's right. And, and we have to help each other. Be steadfast. Um, resist the devil. But... But being ready, like a roaring lion, uh, you know, if we knew there was a lion loose, we're going to be careful? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of us are going to probably be packing some heat, you know? That's right. And and uh, and so we're going to be ready. So are we? do we have that same attitude towards the devil? Yeah. You know, are we ready? Are we, are we holding up our, uh, you know, shield? Yeah, because if you think that Satan cannot get you then he's already got you oh yeah you know and he's tearing you to pieces Mm -hmm. and he can do that through your pride yeah you know or whatever way but Mm -hmm. yeah he's he is seeking to devour you that's why go ahead that's why we have to like we said that's why we have to go around and and try to be a shining light that's right and so if anyone thinks he's proud or thinks he's Above everything else, and he's he's getting puffed up, as it says in First Corinthians ten twelve. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think you're standing and you think you're you're so righteous, and God is blessed to have you as His disciple, <laughs> you're going to be humbled <laughs> on oh, standing man. before the judgment seat yeah. of Christ. You know, let us. Humble ourselves, and God will exalt us in due time. And let Him exalt you. Don't I'm, exalt yourself. Well, we just studied, um, was it King Nebuchadnezzar, right? Or yeah. Who, he, he's the one that... Um, in Daniel? Yeah. He he was boastful. 
uh, oh, yeah. boasting about his kingdom. And look what happened to him. Built that 60 foot, or I think it was like a 100 foot statue. Yeah. Huge. And look what I done. And guess what? That same day, he was out <laughs> eating grass in the field. While he was still talking. While God he was still man. talking. God <laughs> struck like, down oh. for seven years. And he grew hair on his body like he was yeah. an animal for seven years. He had to humble himself. Yeah. And apparently and he had God, a lot of pride. God humbled him. But yeah, that that's just an example. It's given to us for a reason. It's an example to us because that's what happens when you get prideful and boastful and you don't give any glory to God. Yeah. And, you know, un- unfortunately, there's a lot of people who think that they're, like, above God's law. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think as a preacher, a lot of times, preachers can get this way, too. You know, where, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you know, mm-hmm. or say you, you've been a Christian for so long and you just, you know everything. Mm-hmm. Well, you can get you can get prideful and you can allow... Yourself being puffed up, you can allow yourself to fall so far. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, where are you at with this? Where are you at with, are, are you puffed up? Do you mm-hmm. think you're better than others? Because maybe you should check yourself. Yep. You know, and this is why we should be willing to look at ourselves. We should be willing to just take a look. Are mm-hmm. we Are we boasting? Mm-hmm. Are we puffed up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the next one uh, we were looking at was where are you at when it's seeking its own? Because love does not seek its own. You know, you don't. You're not to look out for yourself, but rather empty yourself and and be there for others. And this is what Christ has shown us over and over again throughout his his walk on, on earth. Um, but a a good place to go to is Philippians two. Two through eight, and here, this is where Christ. We see this, the love that Christ has for us. Chad, do you want to read that? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> it says, uh, "Fill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition, or." conceit but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself let each of you look out not only for his own interests but also for the interests of others Uh, let this mind be in you which was also in christ who being in the form of god did not consider it robbery to be equal with god but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. Uh, Verse 8. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. So I'm going to take this passage. So if you are following along with us and you're you're turned there, I'm going to kind of work backwards here. So as we, we see here, Christ didn't seek his own. Now in verse 7, it says... Uh, he made himself of no reputation. When you look at the NASB translation, it says he emptied himself. And so, going back to that song that we were talking about earlier, the one that your dad led mm-hmm. right before um, the the lesson, he was none of himself and all for the Father. He did nothing for himself. 
He only did the will of his father. You know, all that the father asked him to do, that's what he did. He ne- he never did his own will. He only did the will of the father. And so, with this in mind, now let's go back a few verses. As we are called in verse uh, 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. This is what we need to do as well. And then when you look at verse 3, it says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. Esteem others better than self. Now this takes a lot of practice. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is really what is agape love. Looking out for someone else's best interest above your own. You know, so... Chad, let's say if if I'm if I'm sinning and and you know I'm sinning, you need to come to me. Mm-hmm. Even if you know that I'm going to retaliate and punch you in return, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine me doing that? But yeah. people don't like to hear that they're doing something wrong, and so a lot of times, looking out for their best interest, and the reason why it's their best interest because they're separated from God. It's their best interest to be mm-hmm. with God, not separated from Him. And so that's what sin does. It separates us from God. And so looking out for someone else's best interest above your own, mm-hmm. that takes practice. you know. And that's what we see with Christ. Mm-hmm. He gave His life well, for us. And too, sometimes, <laughs> um, sometimes that's a form of discipline. You know, you think about yeah. your kids, um, giving and disciplining them. It's in their best interest. You know, we've all heard this. This is going to hurt you more than me um, when we were growing up. So your parents said you'd say, oh, oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, this, having to give you a spanking is going to hurt me more than you. And you're like, whatever, yep. you know. But it was in our best interest. It was punishment. It was made for cor- to to have us make correction. Yeah. And um, some of those things never happened again. Yep. Because cause we knew it was it was wrong. You know, it wasn't the the right way to act or the right thing to do. And so sometimes going to a brother, you know, sometimes you know, I mean, confrontation is not fun at all. Never is. And uh, so um, we need to also we need to be able to do that, but we also need to be able to receive correction too. Yeah. When s- someone's trying to talk to you about something that you might be doing you need to listen and see if there's places so there's a lot of areas of work here for both That's sides right. okay yeah. and and it's it's because there's a roaring lion seeking to devour us That's right okay That's why we're trying to protect each other and help each other Yeah and when someone comes to you don't bow up Yeah <laughs> listen <laughs> you know I'm above that mm-hmm. No you're not <laughs> Yeah. Listen, try and to work with them. And don't get ugly. You know, yeah. we can civilly... That's being long-suffering and being kind at yeah. the same time. So there's work on both parts. You have to be careful how you approach that person. Yeah. And you have to um, be careful how you receive that if you're the one receiving it. And and make correction both on both sides. Yeah. If if the person coming to you was uh, mis- had a misunderstanding, forgive them for that. You know, That's talk right. it over. Uh uh, the, there's one thing that I always say in business. Um, the only thing that matters is when a person leaves the door or we leave the job, 
the customer's happy. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter how we got there. It doesn't matter who got yelled at or who messed up or who <laughs> did great. As long as when we leave, they're happy, that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and really, you could use that application in, and of course, Dave, you know how I like to make comparisons. Oh, of course. But we could use that application in, as, in our scriptural walk because what's the only thing that matters? Is that we're all, that we all get to heaven. That's right. That's the only thing that matters. So however we have to go, <laughs> whatever we have to go through to make that happen, we have to do it. Yeah. And we uh, should be happy to go through it. E- there, even if it's bad or good. That's right. We have to go through it because that's our end goal is that, that the customer's happy, you might say. Yeah. Uh, that Christ is happy with us. Well, yeah, exactly. That he knows you and he knows who you are and um, he's, you know, vouching for you. You know, when you call him and he looks at his phone, he's like, ah, it's, it's David looking up. What does he want? David's calling he only me calls again. when he needs something. <laughs> Come you know? on. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and that's what we're talking about here is it's a, it's a job. It's a chore. It it's, is. It's a work. It's something that we have to do. It's not just going to happen for us. That's right. And, you know, like we're saying, this takes a lot of practice, but it is certainly worth practicing yeah i'm not saying that we have all the answers here but <laughs> this is great uh study for us it is it's, it's a good reminder for all and of it us. doesn't matter where you are in your christian no. walk this is great we, to hear. we can all make application here yeah and then the other one we're looking at where are you when it comes to thinking no evil this is an again yeah another very difficult one the uh the nasb says does not take into account a wrong suffered. Mm -hmm. So it's not keeping a record of the wrong. You know, let's say, Chad, you you wronged me once a week, you know, and then after, let's say, three months, I pull out this list. Look at all this you've done to me, you know, when you, you know, and and you, you come and ask for forgiveness. I'm like, look at all the times that you've wronged me. Yeah. No, there should be no list. But even... You know, if you have a physical list or a mental list, they're both equally wrong. You know, you should not, <laughs> you should not keep that in your mind that, oh, Chad, I, I forgive them too much. You know. Oh yeah. Or or even like calling calling it out on you, like yeah. that's just. You should forgive and forget because, isn't that what Christ has done? Mm-hmm. We've all sinned against Him. Yeah. We've all sinned against God. He doesn't keep a wrong, suffered. He just, he forgets about it. And you know, a, a good one to look at, a good person to look at is Paul. Now, we all know Paul, before he became a disciple, was known as Saul of Tarsus. Most of us know what he has done. He was in charge of stoning Stephen. He was, he was there and he was consenting to it. And then we even see... In Acts 9, you know, stoning Stephen in Acts 7 and Acts 9, he's still breathing threats and murder against the Lord's people. So, again, just continuing doing this and and actually asking to bring people back to Jerusalem from Damascus. He was getting ready to head to Damascus to bring Christian men and women chained back to Jerusalem. And 
as he was on his way to Damascus, this is when the Lord caught him, right? Mm -hmm. And this is Acts 9. But then when you skip down to verse 26 through 31 Mm -hmm. of Acts 9, Saul was coming back to Jerusalem. Now, this keep in mind, this is the Lord got a hold of him, and he started preaching, and that's when he became a Christian. And he started preaching and preaching the gospel and, and serving Christ faithfully. And it says, uh, starting in verse 26 of Acts 9, And when Saul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas, son of encouragement here, Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. And he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. So he was with them at Jerusalem, coming in and going out. And he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputing against the Hellenists. But they attempted to kill him. When the brethren found out, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him out to Tarsus. Then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified and walked in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. They were multiplied. So here we see he he first tried to join himself to the brethren. Now... They didn't want him. They didn't want him. And I don't blame him. Yeah. Like, okay, you were... Trying to trick us and, and trying to bring us into chains. You're not coming in here. Well, and, and even um, when, who was it that went in? Um, Barnabas. Barnabas. Even Barnabas, um, the Lord came to him in a vision telling him it was okay. Right? That was actually uh, Ananias. Oh, Ananias. Ananias. But Barnabas was working with him while he was out there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so Barnabas. Um, but imagine God telling you to go to a oh, known man. enemy to 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 teach him. Ananias did the same thing. Like now, you know, like this is this is the one that's yeah. out trying to kill your your children yeah. here. Yeah, and so 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 imagine being asked to do that. Yeah, and um, he and and then he had to, and then he <laughs> vouched for him. That's right. You know. I, I just can't imagine all this taking place. I mean, it's, oh, it's just quite a story because um, to and to invite the enemy. And, you know, maybe this is because uh, the, the Christians had no choice but to forgive him. You know, well, I mean, but notice how they didn't hold his wrong suffered against him. Mm-hmm. Like oh. he came in and out with them. And, mm-hmm. and, and then you, you see that they didn't hold anything against him because... When the brethren found out that the Hellenists were trying to kill him, mm-hmm. they sent him out another way. They protected him. And, the, and you know, like, and I think of, and I use this analogy, I use your son, mm-hmm. because, you know, we, we've all seen him grow in the Lord, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. we love the work he's doing, and and uh, I'm pretty sure everyone just, just loves Paxton. Mm-hmm. And so, can you imagine if this person... Killed him mm-hmm. for believing in Christ, and then later that same person wants to join himself to this body. Mm-hmm. Would we be willing to accept him? Would we yeah. not hold that wrong against him? You know, and when you think about it, because that's he just owned Stephen and he's trying to kill more, you know, this was a murderer 
And yet, they welcomed him in. Yeah. You know, and keep in mind, he was doing it because he thought he was doing the Lord's work. Well, uh, we just studied that um, Paul, he, he tells us he did everything in good conscience. Yep. Acts 23.1. Yeah. And, and, and so even this, he did in good conscience. He thought that's what he was supposed to be doing. Was That's persecuting right. the Christians in good conscience. Can can we be doing something evil in good conscience? Yeah. That's right. That's a this is this proves it right here. Yeah. He he thought that's what he should be doing. And so if you think you're doing what you should be doing, that doesn't make it right. Yeah. It still has to be backed up by God's word. You can't you can't go off of feelings. No, you can't go it, off of feelings. It's and not about feelings. It's about if, making sure you're right with the Lord. If you think you're right with the Lord, just because you think that, and it, you're in good conscience, um, so was so was Saul here. Yeah, and he was persecuting Christians. He was killing Christians, killing. And, and you know what? Putting he he could have been more wrong. Yeah, and he did it with a clear. conscience. He did it with a clear conscience, and so and he tells us that. Yeah, until he was. Um, until God came to him on the road to Damascus, That's right. he didn't know. And turn with me to Romans 10. This is a little off topic here, but Romans 10 is bringing out this point that Chad and I are, are talking about. 1 through 4. Paul is, is writing to the, the brethren in Rome. And he says, Brother, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. So just because you have zeal for God. And here he's talking about the Israelites. So these are the Jews Mm -hmm. that have not accepted Christ and they have a zeal for God and let's Paul is the perfect person to be talking about this too because he was a zealous Pharisee he was a zealous Jew so zealous that he was persecuting them for the sake of God but it was not according to God's righteousness yeah so and and as this brings out you just become self-righteous. Mm-hmm. That's all you're doing. Because you're not according to God's righteousness. Mm-hmm. So you're out. And and that's what we're talking about. You know, you can't go off of feelings. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's why when people tell me, well, I believe and I feel, it's like, okay, but does that matter? Like, mm-hmm. So did Paul. Yeah, so did Paul. Or Saul. At the end of the day, does it matter? The only thing that matters is what does God say about it. Mm-hmm. And that's why we can take comfort in the Word of God. You know, but but notice how these, in, in, going back to Acts 9, these brethren willingly accepted Him. They didn't hold the, the wrong against Him. And that's very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not talking about, you know, He stepped on my toe. We're talking about he killed one of my fellow brother. Yeah. That's and yet when they recognize that God forgave them, they forgave him. And they didn't hold that wrong against him. Because uh, I bring that out because when the Hellenists tried to kill him, if 
you were holding his past wrong against him, you'd what's your first thing? Mm-hmm. But he deserves it. Yeah. He's got what's coming to him. But they didn't do that. They actually snuck him out the back way, essentially. You know, they snuck him out. And that's what they were doing for him. They loved him. Mm-hmm. They didn't hold his past wrong against him. They mm-hmm. loved him. And that's what we need to do for one another. Because that is what Christ has done for us. Yep. Uh, any other thoughts on that? Oh, not necessarily. Just I, I think just reiterate that um, sometimes we think we're doing what we should, and we're really not. Yeah. If we're not being careful and looking into God's word, you know, um, you know, because like He says there in Romans ten, um, that you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Of course. There's more to it than that, but um, but we have to study this. That's right. We have to understand. Um, we have to understand what we um, need to do to be saved. You know, we, we talk about it here all the time. <laughs> you know what the Bible says. Yeah. Make sure what you're doing is what the Bible says, not just what you think is what you should be doing. Yeah. And. Uh, Again, this is what's so beautiful about 1 Corinthians 13, mm-hmm. 4 through 7. I mean, when you say you have love for one another, look at this list and then ask yourself, where are you at with it? Do you actually love your brother the way God wants you to love him? Mm-hmm. You know, and because a lot of people nowadays especially, they think by loving your brother, you're not going to do anything. You know, you see him sinning, but let's just let love abound. You know, mm-hmm. let's not forget First Corinthians five. The congregation there was being condemned for not casting out the brother that was sleeping with his father's wife. Mm-hmm. The brother was already condemned. The congregation was being condemned by Paul because they just sat back and, oh, let's love, let love abound. You know, mm-hmm. that's the attitude they have. We can't well, be like that. The thing is, um, and all, all. I, I don't want to give too much away, but um, like Paul, do you think or Saul? Because it was Saul on the road. He was yep. Paul later. Um, do you think he argued back with God and said, "But our policy, your policy, is this"? <laughs> yeah. And God, no, that's not my policy at all. Yeah. You know, he was mixed up. He was um, the the law had been fulfilled that no longer applied. And yeah. he needed to be um, explained better of what he should be doing. You know, yeah. sometimes if we if we go on our own and we say that God's policy is this or that, it's not. If if you were actually having a conversation with God, he'd be like, "No, that's not our policy." Yeah, you know, um, this is what we're supposed to be doing. You know, if if you don't have a book, chapter, verse to to back up what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Then maybe you shouldn't be saying it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good point. And it's probably about time. It is isn't time. It? Yeah, we're out of time, folks. So uh, we we can keep going. Here, we can, but we can't. We got to put a limit somewhere. And so <laughs> um, I hope you've enjoyed our study. I certainly have this evening. Um, and uh, give us a like, subscribe, share. It's the little X up in the right hand corner on Apple phones, anyways. Um, you hit that X, it'll subscribe you. You'll get a notification every time there's a new episode. But we thank you for listening. Give us a share, um, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, everyone.